This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I, of course, am your host with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. I just want to very quickly, before introducing my guest of this week, I want to thank my corporate sponsors. So that, of course, includes Halton Honda and Forever for believing in myself, my guest, and the program program and the content of each week. I also wish to thank my friends and family over at the C-Suite Radio Network, where, of course, following the live show, you can eventually find me and my guest of each week on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, my host page over there as well for the podcast. So who is my guest today? Well, my guest is a phenomenal individual by the name of Christian DeVries. Christian draws on more than two decades of experience in higher education and college athletics, having served as a head coach for both men's and women's intercollegiate soccer, an NCAA compliance coordinator, and an instructor of sports management. He has spent the last several years dedicated to sports and leadership development by working with individual players, teams, and organizations in an effort to create opportunities for growth and achieve peak performance. As the founder and CEO of Volta Sports and Leadership. He has developed the premier sports leadership and recruiting educational program called AOS, the Athlete of Significance. The AOS Recruiting Education Program is a comprehensive learning platform for student athletes and parents who are engaged in or are getting ready to start the college recruiting process. The AOS program is more than a standard college advisory program. AOS will go beyond just placing a student athlete in front of college coaches. AOS will help the student athletes prepare for the ultimate goal of presenting their significance to the coaches. Christian is also the host of the national podcast, The Peak Performance Mentor. The Peak Performance Mentor podcast is the podcast for coaches and athletes where talk about mentoring and developing athletes of significance. Each week, we interview coaches, sports, industry experts, and leadership gurus to mentor you beyond the X's and O's and on your quest to achieve significance and peak performance in your personal life, professional career, and with the teams that you coach. Christian collaborates with coaches at all levels and is presented at state, regional, and national events across the country, including the United Soccer Coaches Convention, the NAIA Women's Soccer National Championship, the Florida Youth Soccer Association's AMG, and the South Dakota Youth Soccer Association's AGM, and Maricopa County Community Colleges. In his free time, he enjoys light construction, riding dirt bikes with his wife and three kids, and spending his summers in Jamaica building houses for those in need. Wow, what a repertoire. Welcome to the program, Christian. How are you, my friend? 
I'm doing great, Lisa. And I just start off. Thank you, number one, for allowing me to be a guest on your show. I'm excited to be here. Um, we've had numerous conversations, and it's just a, it's just a pleasure and an honor to be with you today. Well, it's really nice to reciprocate and turn the tables because it wasn't that long ago that you graciously invited me to be a guest on your podcast, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And the feedback that I received from that was uh, quite favorable. So you're a phenomenal host yourself. You're doing great things and uh, getting your message out there, which I think is is really key for leadership. So in terms of what you embody, how you choose to pay it forward, to be of service in everything that I just read aloud and shared with the listening audience on the global platform, I just want to say thank you for being exactly who you are christian well thank you and i i again i appreciate it and i appreciate this you know the the honesty that you bring to what we try to do well i appreciate that because you know it's and you raise a very valid point in it and it's not about kudos or pat on my back per se but truly you know in an oversaturated industry of people who are in the personal development world people who are authors people who are podcasters radio show hosts speakers etc you know it really is everything that comes out of your mouth is an advertisement into who you are and how you think and how you truly emit your energies and live your life and um, you know, so it's really important to be authentic and, and, and that's really truly the only way people are going to resonate with you and be able to identify with you. So for what you do in terms of that alignment within yourself and being an integral leader, I, again, I just want to say it's a breath of fresh air and it's really an honor to know you, Christian. Well, thank so, you. So let's just jump right into it because, of course, one of the things, and, and my listeners would know this is unscripted. I really believe in organic conversation because you never quite know where it's going to go, um, which, you know, is what interests me the most. So in terms of the inception of your journey, one thing I do start with, though, typically is I'm always interested to know the backstory that gets people on the trajectory of where it is now in terms of where we would even have this conversation or we would have been on each other's radar. So let's talk a little bit about the backstory backstory and and you know what kind of experience perhaps molded you and shaped you that brings you to where you are in the forefront of your life today Christian uh, sure Lisa um, you know I, I think we really need to go back to when I was in college and you know I, I was one of these kids in college I actually uh, attended Adams State College in Alamosa Colorado my initial uh, my initial journey to Adams State was I was not going to go to college I had uh, I initially had no desire to go to college. I wanted to go into the apprenticeship and 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 be a cabinet maker. Wow! And, and so the summer of my um, the summer of my senior year, I was working in a cabinet shop, and you know I asked the gentleman if I could become his apprentice, and he sat there and told me, "You need to go to college, and after a year of college, if that doesn't work out for you, you come back and see me." So I started this journey to college, and I had stopped playing soccer. I got burned out on soccer. You know, youth sports had, had drove me crazy. And so I started running cross-country for just enjoyment, and that's how I found out about Adam State. Fast forward, I stopped running cross-country at Adam State and start playing club soccer again. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I, as I was finishing up my graduate degree, and I did both my bachelor's and master's at Adam State, as I was finishing up my graduate degree, I applied for a – college coaching job at a little school in Missouri. And to be very honest with, with you, I didn't did not get the job because I anything I knew about soccer. <laughs> I got the job because I had just finished a master's degree in counseling and they needed somebody to teach general psychology. And wow. I was the only soccer candidate that applied for the job that had any background in psychology. So fantastic. Fantastic. Think, and you know what? Uh, that's okay. Keep going. Yep, Sorry. Yep. 
Well, I, I think it's important to understand at the age of 23, I'm a head coach. That that yeah. doesn't happen anymore at the college level. No, it does not. It does not. And so I just want to go back on that because that's a very important point that I want to impress upon the audience. So I want to dissect that a little bit further with you, Christian. So in terms of the psychology, um, you know, because it's not just about skill, it's not just about execution, it's not just about fulfilling the regimented um, grind in order to perform uh, you know, become a peak performer skill-wise, whether it's in the pool, whether it's on the field, whether it's on the court, whatever the case may be, you know, it's about mindset. So let's talk a little bit about why psychology plays the pivotal role in which we know it does in terms of leadership, in terms of leveling up, in terms of scaling, all of that. Let's talk about the important principles associated with psychology as, as it relates to sports specifically. Well, I, I think one of the things I've really become in tune with my in, in my own journey through through the years and understanding my background in psychology is it comes to what, a word you said just a minute ago, and it really is about mindset. Yes. And I, and, I, and I believe that mindset is and, and I know it's a buzzword nowadays, mm-hmm. but but let, let's take it out of the context of being the buzzword. Let's really look at what mindset is, and it is that idea of where where am I thinking, what am I feeling that's leading to my actions and my behaviors and what I choose to do. Bingo. So I, I think that it's really, really important that when we talk about what is happening in sports psychology, sports psychologists are are talking about the mindset of the athlete. And if we are if we are truly going to improve the performance on and off the field, we can't just worry about what we're doing physically. We have to bring in the mindset and the psychology into the development of our athletes. Absolutely. And so from your experience uh, on and off the field, Christian, what do you believe and have come to know yourself are the core essential ingredients to honing a solid mindset? Uh, the great, great question, Lisa, because this is something that I, I've really been working with. And as I started to build out this platform called the Athlete of Significance, AOS, and, and really be intentional about what it meant to be an athlete of significance, I had a number of people question me, well, what does significance mean? They didn't quite understand that. Where was I going with that? And so I had to go back into myself and, again, look at mindset. Okay, what 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 are the words I'm saying? What are the things I'm doing that are not getting my message across. And so I, I came up with recently in this whole idea of, of mindset is the core of significance. Mm-hmm. And that, so when we talk about core in athletics, there, there's a physical core. And, we, and most coaches, most athletes understand the physical core. We need to build that strong physical core. It leads us to having more balance. It leads us to explosion. It leads us to reducing injuries. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to challenge the mindset. We have to have a core of significance. And that yes. core of significance in what you just asked me is we have to have character. What is our character? Our athletes and our coaches need to be original. They need to stop imitating others and be true to who they are and embrace the originality that they have within them. Love we have, that. We have to have responsibility. In other words, you have to be responsible for the actions that you take, the decisions you make. But I also think you have to be responsible for those around you. And then finally is engagement. We have to be engaged, and that's communication. Um, So if you look at that word core and you put it vertically instead of horizontally and you write it vertically, engagement is at the bottom, and the engagement is the base of everything that you do. You have to 
be engaged with other people and learn to communicate. Love that. You're on fire, Christian. I absolutely <laughs> love that analogy. I mean, I mean, visually, I can see that. And that's, that's going to stay with me. I, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your own mindset, you know, because if you're going to be the example, and you're going to be the coach, and you're going to be the mentor and the person who everyone's looking to, you need to embody this yourself. So what is it that you do on a daily basis, in terms of your mindset, uh, as it pertains to, you know, rituals, mantras, things that incorporate daily discipline to keep you on the straight and narrow and making you be every day cognizant uh, of being the best, most improved version of yourself. How do you hold yourself accountable and what does that include in terms of practices? Well, w- one of the things that I've, uh, I've actually started to do, which is I, I didn't do early on, is that I, I I carry I actually carry three journals with me if you if, to be awesome. honest with you, and, and the three journals actually are, are 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 based on different aspects of of what I'm working on. So you know I have a journal that is about the 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 athlete's significance in Volta, and and so it's I have that with me that I can write down my thoughts, I can write down what I'm thinking, I can write down what comes into my head, and the the ironic thing about that 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 practice of journaling is. What I write down really doesn't take hold until maybe a month later when I go back and read it. And mm. I really can digest what I had written because I wasn't prepared to deal with it at the time that I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true with a lot of people. We, we think about these things and they're in our mind and we just let them go. Mm-hmm. We need to write them down and allow them to sit there and, 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 and brew a little bit. And then you go back and you read them and now you can come into it with a clear mindset of what does this really mean and how do I do it? Um, Absolutely. And so what I love about that too is because with every aspect and component of life, truly it is the hindsight 2020 where you can then look and connect the dots and then it starts to make sense. It's, you know, when we're in the throes of things, when we're trying to protect, um, perfect our stroke, perfect our skills, our footwork, you know, everything as it pertains to sports and on the global stage of every uh, component of what it is to be a leader and to be a top tier executor, you know, you do have to go back. You know, I I talk about and use the example quite often and consistently, Christian. I use social media as a 3D visionary board. This is another level of accountability. So when things, for example, through the Facebook social media platform come up and I see the memories of what happened and transpired a year ago, two years ago, you know, these are other ways of measuring the barometer of your growth because I forget sometimes what I've already undertaken to do or what's already been knocked off my to-do list or what I've already accomplished. And so really what that does too is it gives people the opportunity to give themselves permission to step into it and to also equally embrace their greatness because if Lisa McDonald can do it as a single parent from Dundas well so can I and sometimes you just need to see people on the periphery stepping up in their own lives to go okay well you know what results don't lie why can't I do that why can't I play a bigger game why can't I roll up my sleeves and get involved and get invested why can't I get comfortable with being uncomfortable you you know, so I absolutely love that. And and going back to the hindsight 2022, especially from a sports framework, you know, a lot of these people who are operating at that level of competitiveness, you know, they do play back things. You know, they look at the, the things that have been video recorded. Um, all the great athletes do that. They look at things and they go, okay, 
you know, let's pause that frame. Let's stop that for a minute. That's where I need to correct that. That's where I need to improve upon that. That's going to shave off a quarter of a second. You know, it's things like that. That's how diligent and on top of things you need to be if you're going to seriously rise in the ranks and be the best that you can possibly be. Correct? Uh, absolutely. And I, I also, I, I, I want to go even a, a step further. You know, those of us that, that are in the space like you and I are in, I, I know that I go and engage in my own personal learning. I go and engage in, in, in uh, whether I'm going to other workshops, I'm going to listen to other people, uh, I, whether I may be watching something. I had one of my mentors tell me that, you know, it's one thing to go to the workshop. It's one thing to be listening and to sit there and take all the notes and digest all these notes that are taking. But it's more important for you to sit down and as you are listening, start to apply what you're hearing mm -hmm. to your own personal life. So now when I go to a workshop or I go and listen to a speaker or I'm, or I'm listening to somebody else talk and I'm writing in my journal, I have two color pens or pencils. And, and one of the things that I write is I, it, I might write in one color what they said, but in the red, I'm writing how it pertains to me in my life in my journey. Mm -hmm. And so that when I go to my journal, that's what pops out is what's in red is what what I need to take from that experience. And so no, it's no longer just taking notes for the sake of taking notes. It's taking accountability for my own personal development based on what I heard from somebody else. Yes. And you raised another valid point that I also want to just further extrapolate upon. You know, oftentimes people like yourself, myself, Christian, you know, we sign up for all these workshops, we attend these masterminds, we go see these speakers. And when you're in that bubble of like-minded people and the synergies are going through the roof and, and people feel completely inspired, completely reinvigorated, and they go to bring that back, once they come back to the reality of going back to their office or working from home or whatever, now all of a sudden that that's where you really have to incorporate what you learned because now you're in a position of taking and retaining and applying what it was that resonated with you in the first place. So that's where you also have to be very good in terms of managing yourself, really getting clear on what your mindset is, really getting clear and establishing the clarity related to your goals and your passions and your endeavors and that's where you have to go okay that energy can still sustain me I might not be in a room of raw raw people and doing all kinds of things at the leadership of whoever's facilitating the mindset or, or sorry the, the mastermind per se uh, but you know what I, there's nothing to say that I can't do that for myself. And this is what I say. Be your own hero. Be your own shiro. Be your own leader. Be your own best friend. You've got to take what you've learned. You've got to sponge it up. And you've got to continually use it and execute it. It's not enough to just say I signed up and I went and participated in something. Well, what's the follow-up? you got to follow through and follow up. Yep. Be original. Yes. Be original. The core. Go back to the core. Be original. Don't imitate. Be yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where you see the difference because, you know, we're all discerning when it comes to the messages out there and the people that we choose to resonate with. And so, you know, some people and it's very hard to come up with original idea per se, but as long as you take what's perhaps out there that's proven to have success in working for other people, call it your marketing, social media, uh, you know, ramping things up, etc., 
but what makes you stand out from the rest of the group, particularly as, again, for people like you and myself, Christian, being in an oversaturated industry? People want to go, what is it? Why should I tune into Christian? Why should I tune into Lisa? You know, I'm hearing the same thing said over and over again by everybody else. So you, you do have to get very clear on what is your messaging? What is your branding? What is your purpose? What is your mission? And who is your demographic? Correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I struggle with that early, Lisa. You know, I, when, when I stepped away from being the college coach three years ago and I was going to go into this world of leadership, you know, I'm going to be a leadership coach. And I, and initially I was going to, okay, I'm going to do sports leadership. And, and I really got caught up in this. Well, that that's, I can't do that. I can't do sports leadership. I've, I've just got to be a leadership coach and I'm going to use the language of sports, but I wasn't speaking to anyone. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I got very clear that my passion, my joy, my mission has always been in the world of sports. And it has really been working with coaches, working with athletes beyond what they do on the field. It's always been about beyond what they can do on the field. All of my successes that I've had have not been because I've had the best athletes. It's because mm-hmm. I've gotten the best out of my athletes. Love that. And so what, when, I, when, I, when I sat down and thought about that – What was Mm -hmm. it that I was able to get the best out of my athletes? That's when my message became clear. And that's what I speak on. And if you, if you want to listen to me and you want to be part of my tribe and listen to what we have, I guarantee you're going to have opportunities for growth. And if you don't want, I'm okay with that. Fantastic. And so let's talk about from a very tangible, hands-on perspective for anybody who's tuning. Well, we know there's a lot of people tuning into this. Again, the expansiveness and the reach and engagement is huge. So I would be interested, as I'm sure the listeners are, Christian, you know, what describe for us a practice or your first practice season starting up, it's kickoff, people are getting introduced to their team members and you as a coach. What is your initial immediate approach? What is it that you say to these people to get the buy in that does make them understand why and in what ways you are a different type of coach? Um, great question, Lisa, and I and I can speak to this. So, when I when I relocated to Phoenix, um, Arizona, this last uh, December, I was <clears throat> honored to be offered the opportunity to take on um, a community college job. And mm-hmm. so, this is is coaching a, a community college here in Phoenix that has not had it's not been very successful. In fact, they've averaged you know three wins a year o- over the last seven years. This is a part-time job. It was not, this is not a full-time job. So it allowed me to be passionate about what I was working on. Mm-hmm. And I took a very different approach than I ever have. And that I was going to talk to these men about what it meant to become significant in their journey and being in sports. And wow. the first day they kind of looked at me and the first day they sat there and said, I had a couple of them said, coach, we've heard this from every other coach that's come in. And I was the third coach they've had in three years. Every mm-hmm. coach has come in has, has told us the same things. And my response to them was, come with me on the journey. And so when you ask me, how do, am I going to start the season? Mm-hmm. You have to invite your athletes onto a journey with you. Yes. And ask them to be part of something unique and special. And when they're going to be on that journey and they're an integral part of the journey – they begin to take ownership for what happens. This is not about X's and O's, Lisa. Mm-hmm. This is about investment <laughs> in themselves. It's about them going on this journey. And when you start talking about and then every day in practice, 
I would drop little seeds. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I, today I would drop a little seed here about what it meant to be a servant leader. And then I would just leave it there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the week, I would come back. And at the end of each, each week on the Friday, as we closed out practice on Fridays, I would wrap up everything we had dropped in terms of these little seeds that what it meant. So now all of a sudden these athletes are understanding the role of what servant leadership means to this team and the success of this team. Something unique happened. These young men started going to all their buddies and saying, you need to come and play for this program. Wow. Wow. And those are the best kinds of endorsements is the word of mouth from the people who are actually in the trenches doing it, right? right? Where they can, exactly. So when you talk about being, because we of course are results oriented, even if the results are in terms of who it is that we're interfacing with, call it, you know, in the, in the regard or the relationship of, you know, mentor, coach, client, etc. So being results oriented isn't just about our own individual progress and what it is we do vocation wise, but it's also the people in which we do lead the people that we do, uh, who do entrust us with their lives and their dreams and their visions and their goals. So being a results oriented person, Christian, you know, what types of results specifically are you most interested in both quantifying and qualifying? <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go right to. I'll go right to this this college program I'm working with. Again, when I when I met with them and I talked to them about this journey we're coming on, I and and this is something that whether you're a coach, whether you're in business, wherever you're at, you have to have some core values. Yes. Uh, you know, and so I had. How was I going to get these young men to to embody what some core values were? And so for this particular program, and those of you that might be involved in sports, I took the mascot. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the mascot is Pumas. And so the very first core value for me that I wrote down for them that is what you talk about, a quantifiable, measurable item, mm-hmm. is P is for a pathway to progress. If you're going to be part of this program, you're coming to this program with the intent of having a pathway to your progress. And ultimately, that progress for me is that I want to see these young men get a four-year degree. And, and I'm talking about dealing with over 75% of my players are first-generation Hispanic kids. Mm-hmm. That Fantastic. If they're, if they're not going to college, they're going back and working in the family business or the restaurant and working 15 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So can we provide them with a pathway to progress? I have two guys that I'd never even coached. They were the two sophomores that stuck around for the season with me. Both of them are going on to four-year colleges. Amazing. Good um, job, Christian. So, so that you, you, you have to don't think of what well, I guess what I'm saying here, Lisa, is don't think of your tangible results in terms of win and losses. Yes. Think of your ta- think of your results in terms of the value you bring to the people around you. Wow. You get it. You're, you get it. You're the real deal, Christian. I can tell just by your answering and your insights. I mean, you're a very introspective, substance-based person, uh, and that comes through, that shines through, and I know that the listening audience will be picking up on that as well. Uh, they're very astute, and I get a lot of great feedback, so I'm anticipating quite a bit here from you being the guest of this week. So um, I would be interested to know who have in within your journey, Christian, who's been some of your tangible, intangible mentors? Who has really done a good job in setting the stage for you and setting the tone for your own journey? 
Oh, I mean, having been an athlete, there's a number of coaches I can speak to that have been part of that journey. Um, You know, I'll go back to me being a coach starting at the age of 23. I was not a great athlete per se, Uh but I had some good coaches along the way that taught me, you know, some good things about what it meant to be a good coach. And, and I really relied on that. Uh, you know, I had to rely on that aspect for me to have success. But when I really start talking about who are some the mentors that are, are making real impacts on my life, my dad has always been there. Um, and my dad's the one that's taught me that it's about a journey. He, mm-hmm. He's always said that it, it, the destination is not your goal. Right. The journey is your goal. Absolutely. And, and that's, a, that's a message I always receive from my father, and I keep that message. Um, I talk about my mom, and I, I know when I talk – one of the things you know I talk about mentors. I Very seldom do people talk about their mother being their mentor, but mm-hmm. my mom has been an incredible mentor. And there's a message that, that I share with her, and, it, and I talk about – it's part of my core that I talk about. Mm-hmm. My mom's always told me, tell me who your friends are. Tell me who you're hanging out with. And I'm going to be able to tell you the type of person you are. So and true. That has always stuck with me as, as you know, from a mentorship standpoint that, that I, 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 I give that message to my kids as we move forward. And we always want to do that. Um, when I got into the space uh, of, of leadership, I was exposed to John Maxwell. I didn't mm-hmm. know who John Maxwell was when I first started three and a half years ago. And, and John Maxwell and his teachings have been, have been a, you know, a real influence on me but i'm actually going to speak to some faculty members and one particular faculty member on the john maxwell team that i really created a bond with and that's ed DaCosta. and mm-hmm. even for your listeners if they go back and listen to some of my past some of my past shows on, on my podcast i i did i it, it was just a phenomenal interview i had with ed DaCosta for me to to actually interview my own mentor no kidding uh, on the peak performance mentor show because um, he 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 just he's a mentor. He was the one, Lisa, that just got in my face. He got in my <laughs> face and told me, you know, Christian, sometimes you got to get out of your own way if you want to experience growth. And 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 he literally punched me in the chest. One, yeah, he poked me in the chest when I was at an event. And he just said, Christian, get out of your own way, man. Yeah, you, you got this. Love it. You got to get out of your own way. And so my exposure to John Maxwell led me to this incredible mentor and Ed DaCosta, who who is someone that whenever I I can even text him, you know, this he's a high power executive coach. He's a guy that that pulls down, you know, he's dealing with C-suite executives. And if Mm -hmm. I need to text him, I can text him and he'll 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 give me that little pick me up that I need at a moment. And I think the the most important member mentors that I think about in my life Mm -hmm. have been my athletes. Fantastic. Well, if you just sit back and whether whether you're a coach or whether you're an a, an employer, you're a manager, a leader, whatever, take a minute to talk and ask questions mm-hmm. of your athletes, your people, because you're going to be blown away by how they can mentor you in your own personal journey. Absolutely. It's the mirroring effect. Right. Truly, it is. Absolutely. And people, you know, and and that's your client. That's your consumer. That's that's I mean, 
more so than anybody else. And I'm so glad that you highlighted that because no truer words have been spoken for in terms of making an impact with people. The people who are most important and pivotal within that whole equation are in fact the people that you're coaching. So if you're not looking upon them as being in some respects your greatest teachers, then you're kind of like, I'd have to question your leadership style and and, uh, capabilities personally. So Absolutely. Fantastic. Now, one thing that interests me when I do talk to coaches, uh, anybody who's immersed in the sports world, which once upon a time I certainly was, and you'd know that from having graciously interviewed me on your podcast, Christian. Um, But, you know, there's a couple different schools of thought floating around there where people are saying now um, that things have gotten really lax and soft. You know, everybody who shows up gets a participation uh, badge. You know, there is no... um, winners and losers so to say and when it comes down to trophies and whatnot like do you believe in terms of what sports has always kind of been recognized as in terms of the competitiveness and rankings and stats etc do you think that the people who have put in the time and I understand every other aspect of what makes an athlete and it's oftentimes off the field as you cited which is more important in terms of what do they then do with those skill sets and going forward uh, to enrich every aspect of their lives and to be empowered in every regard Um, but in terms of sports on the field for sports sake, do you think that we've gotten kind of soft as a society where, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to discourage anybody from still wanting to show up and participate. So therefore, we'll just say everybody gets a participation badge or ribbon. Uh, this is a this is a great question because I actually had I, I, I want to I want to just go back to a conversation I had with somebody the other day. And, and I think it will relate to your and your it'll give you the answer you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I had a gentleman that that I have known for the last three or four years that we reconnected. You know, we we, we talk on a, we've been talking, but we had hadn't talked for about six to eight months. And he called me and we were just rehashing, reacquainting. I was telling him what I was doing, where I was going with Volta and some of the things that was happening. And he asked me a question. What is the difference between teaching this concept of leadership to sports and teaching the concept of leadership in corporate America? Mm. And, and when he asked me that question, I said, Here, here's the difference. In sports, if I took away the X's and O's and I asked a coach, why do you do this? They're going to tell you, well, to develop leadership skills, to develop life skills, to develop character. I go, mm-hmm. great. How are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And I get crickets. <laughs> they, they, they don't they don't really know how they're doing it because mm-hmm. they haven't been provided the tools. So then when I can come in and talk with them about tools we can provide and how do you do this, mm-hmm. it makes sense. In corporate America, if I take away the spreadsheets and I take away the, the, the numbers and the KPIs and I take care away all those things and I ask you, now what, what, do you do, what do you have? They don't say leadership. They're not trying to teach leadership. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there, you know, they're not necessarily looking. So when you, when you want to talk to corporate America about infusing leadership into their culture, they don't quite, they don't always make the connection right away. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the difference. So when we go back, if we understand that from a sports standpoint, I think what has happened in the sports world is that because we don't have the tools, because we're afraid of competition, because of winning and losing, it can it is something that can be we're scared of, and mm-hmm. we don't have the we haven't been equipped with the proper tools to really teach the true value in sports. We go we revert to let's give everybody a trophy because that's right. that's the easy way out. 
when in reality, what we need to be doing is we need to go back to what the journey is and the importance of the journey. And part of the journey is competing. Yes. Because life is about competing. And yes. you you embody that 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 mission. You embody that vision. You set out very clearly and said, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go and do it. And you and the person right next to you might say the same things. This is what I want. And this is what needs to be done, but they don't go and do it. At the end of the day, who's going to win? Exactly. The person who executes and performs. So we need to teach that. We need to teach. We need to teach. Part of this journey needs to be in our sports culture that competition is healthy. It is part of what we need because here's what competition does, Lisa. And I, you and I talked about this. And, and this, I'm passionate about this. Competition brings failure and learning and growth only happens from failure. Absolutely. Bingo. Absolutely. And so that's another important point that I, I would want to impress upon and give you an opportunity to further extrapolate that for the listening audience because people, I think, they, they go, you know, how can successful people or people who talk about leadership, how can you even incorporate the word uh, failure into the dialogue? It not that kind of like hypocritical. Isn't that counterintuitive? So what would you say to that? I, I would say what my... 10-year-old son said to me one day, and I use it on my podcast now every time I talk. My 10-year-old son came to me one day, and he said, you know what, Dad? Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors in the world, he never failed. He found 10,000 ways that didn't work. Love it. Love it. And that, to me, that embodies this idea of embracing failure in that we have to embrace failure and adversity. It's you you are going to fail. You're going to fall on your face, but mm-hmm. you got to get back up and you got to try again and you got to try a different way. And I can tell you, I haven't gotten everything right in, in doing this as an entrepreneur, and I definitely have not gotten everything right as being a coach. Mm-hmm. But that's never stopped me from, okay, why didn't I get it right? What what went wrong that I didn't get it right? And what am I going to tweak and what am I going to do differently to make it become a reality? Love it. And see, that's another thing that I want to highlight a little bit about because it's true. People who are truly leaders, you know, when when people are caught up in the energy of really being focused primarily on being their best, most improved version, we don't have the time to look outside of us and, and find fault with other people and engage in the toxicity and the counterintuitiveness as far as relationships or societal judgment. It's really honing in and going okay what do I have to take responsibility for what do I have to do more of what do I perhaps need to do less of you know what is the vision what is the goal what do I perhaps need to get more exceptionally clear on that I'm a little bit foggier or convoluted on Um, so people who are truly leaders they will always for the sake of walking their talk and to be integral and because you do value who you are as a person before you're talking about coach or leadership in addition to that, you're always going to be more so focused on getting your own stuff right first, right? Uh, yeah, ac- absolutely. I, I have to be, again, I have to go back to being original. I, yes. I'm going to go back, character, originality, responsibility, and engagement. Let's uh, go back to that core. My character, my character is what people see, but it's built deep inside me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, you know, being the original. Don't imitate others. You you can't imitate what other people do. You have to be true to who you are and what you believe and how you're going to go about doing it. And you know what? There's going to be some people that aren't okay, don't like it, and you have to be okay with that. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and then be responsible. Be responsible for the decisions you make. You know what? I made a mistake. I did that wrong. It's my fault, but this is how I'm going to correct it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and you have to acknowledge it, right? You have to, you can't fix something that's not acknowledged. You can't live in denial. There's no growth in that. Uh, You know, and people are going to, if you're asking people to buy into you, whether it be your message, whether it be your coaching, whether it be your products, your services, your branding, whatever, people need to know that as a human being, because if people can't relate to you on that level and they don't see you as being on the same uh, even playing field, where as a human being, especially committed to growth, especially committed to development, and especially wanting to apply that going forward in terms of application skills and helping other people get on board with that, in their own lives, you do have to go, you know what? Yeah, messed up here. Messed up here. I'm not going to pretend I didn't. I'm not going to lie here, people. Right, right. Right? Uh, so yes. so for somebody who is very much a visionary yourself, Christian, here, for somebody who has lofty goals, for somebody who is always trying to play a bigger game in their own lives, what is on the horizon for you? Where do you envision yourself a year from now or two years from now or even six months from now? Um, I, I'm really, I am really, really passionate about this brand athlete of significance. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I just, I know that as I get the message out and I get people to understand what it means to be significant in sports, what it means to be athlete of significance, that, that, that is where I'm really focused on things. Uh, well, we're, we're, we're getting ready to release version 2.0 of our recruiting education platform. And it, and it's a platform like there's nothing out there like what we have to offer and that we are truly preparing these athletes to showcase their significance for a college coach. Beautiful. Um, that, 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 that is what I'm passionate. That's what I want to see. I want to see this opportunity. I want to see as many families and, and it is, it's a journey that families are in this together Mm-hmm. to understand what significance really means for an athlete. Um, I want to I want to see impacting coaches and coaches taking this and having the tools that they need in order to start to bring significance to their athletes. They, they got to be equipped. Coaches will go to they go to coaching courses left and right to learn mm-hmm. more in X's and O's to try to become a better team and they end up being the same team they always were with a different set of X's and O's. Very true. Re- when the reality is what they need, what they desire, what they're, what they're craving, they just don't know it yet, mm-hmm. is significance. Right. Because once, once you experience what it means to be significant in your, in your life, in your sports life, in your, in your career, success will no longer be your goal. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm passionate about. I, I, we're, th- this version 2.0 that we're getting out, I, I want to see it in as many athletes and families as we possibly can that they, they're understanding this and that it's not about getting you in front of a college coach. It's about you presenting your significance to a college coach. Fantastic, Christian, and I have no doubt whatsoever because I can truly hear the passion and the synergies and everything emitting here through the airwaves. Uh, I have no doubt whatsoever you will achieve that goal and objective for yourself, and it really is a pay it forward, uh, be of service because everything you're uh, committed to doing, it's to the benefit of everybody else who you're trying to resonate and get your message across to. Uh, So it's a win-win for everybody, and that's really what sports is all about, right? Uh, Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it is. It, 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 that's what sports should be about. Is I when I first started Volta, one of the first things we talked about is sports, the universal mm-hmm. language that everybody can understand. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And so, for the listening audience, and for anybody else who knows that I'm interviewing you today, where can people reach out to you uh, for your whole plethora of services and, and suite of services? How can people reach out and connect with you, and how can they find your podcast or perhaps become a prospective guest? Sure. Well, uh, the podcast is actually hosted on our website. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Um, the podcast is the Peak Performance Mentor Podcast. If you go to www.voltacoach.com and you can access the podcast at, uh, on that website, the Athlete of Significance Recruiting Education Platform is uh-huh. at is at aos. Um, we're also excited, Lisa, this summer, we're, we're, we're doing our first uh, and, and test and we're building this out, but we are we're releasing our first what we call AOS Sports Leadership Camps. So it's the Athlete of Significant Sports Leadership Camps, where within the camp experience, we are not just doing sport, but we're spending time on developing these traits of significance. We're talking about developing this core in our athletes. And we, we're intentional about working with the athletes and understanding their core of significance through a sports camp experience. Um, and so that you can go to AOScamps.com. Um, we have a couple camps set up in Phoenix. But if any of your listeners are even remotely interested in how do we bring this type of camp to our place, you can reach out to us and we can discuss how do we bring this because I've got a team of people across the country that we work with that are part that are part of my mission, part of my vision that we can bring camps to different parts of the country. Um, and I, I, I'm even interested in trying to get up into uh, the, the northern neighbors up there, Lisa. Fantastic. Have you thought about writing a book like a playbook? Um, I, so I, I do have, I do have one book that I co-authored with, um, one of my, with, with one of my good friends. It is called, um, the mighty traits of the greats. Um, mm. this is a, this has a, um, a faith-based book where we actually take 12 of the great, um, people in the old Testament Bible. And we, and we have you go through your journey of significance alongside them and how you mirror your sports traits with the traits that, that they exhibited within the Bible. And, and we actually walk you through a devotional. So it's a sports devotional that's called the mighty and it mm-hmm. can be, you can get that on Amazon. Um, and I am in the process of um, the, the athlete of significance are 12 traits, as well as I have another piece called the 17 laws of peak performance. Those will be coming out within the next year in some form of written form. Right now, we have them in in e-learning form right now. Fantastic. Because I can so so envision you having your own book that talks about, again, you know, we talked about the uniqueness. It's important to stand out, you know, what makes you separate and different uniquely from everybody else out there. But knowing some of the deficits and some of the drawbacks of – uh, you know, current coaching and, and certain things that are missing to really get and capture what it is you're trying to do as a coach with the people that are looking to you for leadership and looking to you for guidance, knowing some of what essentially is needed and required but is also missing. I could see
see you writing a book specifically about that subject matter alone and bringing that to the forefront, which does in fact help propel right. the uh, you know the capabilities and uh, the progress with the the other coaches that are in the industry. Right, and and I that that is it's definitely on the on the docket to write the book. I've been very intentional about how can I leverage technology. How can I leverage, you know, online learning? And I've been really intentional about this, Lisa. Our, my online programs are very different than just go watch some videos. Mm-hmm. We have live mentorship, weekly mentorship calls, weekly get on the call with us, get on the phone with us, and let us help speak into your challenges, your struggles, and celebrate your successes with you. And so we, we've been intentional about going to the you, leveraging technology with the e-learning platform, and then we'll come back with the book after the fact. Super. So impressive. I'm very impressed by you, Christian. Um, so in terms of being cognizant of time, what would be what would be your parting words to the listening audience? What would you want the takeaway or the breakthrough to be for them? I, I, I think I've said it once in, in, a, in a short sentence. Mm-hmm. Go on a journey of significance. For once you once you experience what significance really is, success is no longer going to be your goal. But the important thing about it is is embrace the journey, and embrace the journey of your own self discovery to become the best of who you can become. Fantastic. And are you afforded the luxury of staying in contact with some of the people that you've had the opportunity uh, once upon a time to coach to kind of see how they've come to fruition in other aspects of their life as they've gotten older? Oh, I, I, I can't even talk. I have an NCAA Division One coach that more experienced in the world of coaching than I was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially at a high level. I actually coached him this last year and to see the growth he has had as a coach and what is what is unique in watching his personal growth as a coach, you can directly receive in the results of his team. I mean, it, 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 so to, to watch that, that the impact I was able to have with him and, and just speaking into his own personal journey as a coach, because he, he was tired. He was tired of just of, of striving for wins and losses. And that's when he came to me. You know, he says, Christian, I'm tired of this. You know, wins and losses isn't enough. Why am I stuck? And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I talked with him and I offered him an opportunity. I coached him for this last year. And just to see the transformation that happened in him, and actually you saw it manifest in his team. Amazing. Amazing. And so what's the contrast between you when you first started out to where you're at now? How, how do you feel you've grown and evolved? Um. More of a belief in what I have to offer is of great value, mm-hmm. and that you know when you when you first think about stepping into this space, yeah, I've been doing this, but does anybody else really care? And oh. that that was a real struggle. And early early when I started this transition, I told people, and I, I you know Ed DeCosta, I'll go back to Ed DeCosta. I used to talk to the walls, Lisa, and, and I <laughs> and, and I would talk to the walls because the walls would listen to me. But you know what? They don't give you any feedback. That's right. <laughs> so, so was any growth happening? All I was doing was telling the walls, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And you know what? They're not responding to me. So I had to reach out and seek out other people. I had to, I had to engage, communicate, connect with other people. And it was this belief of what I have. 
And even last night, I was with a couple of friends that have been on this journey with me for the last five years and seen everything I've gone through. They just they, they keep telling me, Christian, you, your your message is unlike anything else that's out there in sports. And, and to continue to hear that, I've I now believe it. And now that I believe it, mm-hmm. I can go and share it. Love it. Love it. Well, based on our interview and the fact that we've done an interview before, I'd have to uh, say that I'm in agreement with those people who gave you that feedback because uh, I've interviewed other people in the sports world on my show. And this is completely different from anything else that has been talked about before and and not to negate their importance or their significance or their contributions. But this is very much a unique conversation in the sports world. And uh, I've always got my ears open to anything sports talk because there's just so many parallels and analogies and metaphors. Uh, that contrast all aspects of life. So I just want to say thank you for the gift of your time, Christian. This has been such another wonderful, phenomenal opportunity to connect with you on my program here, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I encourage the listening audience to reach out. The podcast will soon be made available. Uh, I understand with it being a weekday, people are at work. They don't often have the opportunity to connect uh, through the live opportunity here with myself and my guest of each Friday, but please pay attention to the podcast when you've got an opportunity, take notes, connect with Christian. Uh, He has so much value in which to bring uh, for the benefit of you to enrich your life. And uh, so I just want to say once again, thanks to the listening audience. I couldn't be doing this in a vacuum without you. I really appreciate all the ongoing and incoming testimonials, the feedback. If you yourself wish to appear as a prospective guest on my show, please feel free you to reach out to me at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com or alternatively you can connect with me by email at lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com I also want to once again thank my uh, corporate sponsors so that's Halton Honda and Forever for believing in myself and the weekly content that we bring to you here on the global platforms. I also want to thank once again my friends and family over at the C-Suite Radio Network where of course following the live show you'll eventually find the podcast link of my weekly interviews with each of my weekly guests on my host page again living fearlessly with lisa mcdonald uh my job my role my purpose my passion i'm very clear about that is to uplift you to fear less and to live more want to once again thank you for being over half a million living fearlessly with lisa podcast subscribers could not be doing it without you so i want to encourage you to have a fantastic weekend have a safe weekend i look forward to being back here with you again next week of course i go live every friday here on the contact talk radio network at 8 a.m pacific 10 o'clock central 11 o'clock eastern all my best love and gratitude take care bye-bye you've been listening to living fearlessly with lisa mcdonald This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.